Welcome to the Selfish Mom Podcast, featuring real talk with busy moms who have no shame when it comes to their self-care. Today's guest is a military veteran sharing the essential pursuit of personal happiness through dance and self-care. As a busy mom of two, she opens up about rediscovering her passion, overcoming society's expectations, and the liberating journey to authenticity. I'm so excited for you to hear about the powerful connection between dance and self-care. Let's dive in. Welcome, Anissa, to the Selfish Mom Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. And just full disclosure to everybody listening, you and I have been friends for, oh my goodness, almost three decades. So yes. I know a lot about you. So, yes. But before we get started and dive into our conversation on how you live life as a selfish mom, can you give us a little bit of insight about who you are and what keeps you busy? Yes. Thank you, great girl. So proud of you. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. I cannot wait to share it with everyone. Um, <laughs> mom. Okay. I am in my early 40s, married. I have two children. I have a 15-year-old boy who plays basketball and an 11-year-old girl who has a very vivid imagination. Um, let's see. They What keeps me busy? Um, I start my days pretty early just to get them breakfast before school. And then I usually go back to sleep after that, as you found out today. Um, and my husband wakes me up. We usually um, share an hour or two together before we kind of go off on our separate days. For me, that's hitting the gym, um, going grocery shopping or whatever type of errands I need to run for the day, getting back to the house, cleaning it up, um, dinner. And if I have any content or if I have a dance class or something that evening, I usually leave about six o'clock that night and don't get home till after the kids are in bed. So um, that's when my, my partner, my husband kind of helps out. You know, he'll sometimes make sure dinner is taken care of. Um, he'll have the kitchen clean for me. So when I get home, all I have to do is shower and hop in the bed. So, yeah, those are my days. I I should I should have, uh, excuse me, I should have mentioned that I'm also a retired Air Force vet. I did 20 years as an x-ray tech. Um, so now I'm kind of still in transition after retirement. I'm still trying to find my little niche as a civilian woman. Um, I had a quick, a quick experience as a small business owner with a marketing company. Um, I focused on social media marketing and I just, it just wasn't, um, doing it for me. And I was just trying to find what my purpose was and purpose has always been dance. So that's why I'm back to dancing. Thank you. Well, so you are in, I guess, like, I don't want to call it, I guess you're in the teen stage of motherhood then, right? Yeah, because so. yeah, I have a I have a, a preteen who thinks she's an adult, and then I have a teenager <laughs> who thinks he's a toddler. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So in yeah. this season of motherhood, what does self-care look like for you? For me, self-care is going to the gym, going to dance class. Those are things I only do for myself. Um, I like to sneak away to Target every now and then and just walk around. 
Um, <laughs> usually a Starbucks. And sometimes it could be as simple as just getting Starbucks for myself and not the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've asked me before, like, why you bring us in? I'd be like, well, sometimes I just want to do for me. Y'all will get yours, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of shut them up because <laughs> they know typically I will come home with a tray of four Starbucks drinks. And every now and then I just kind of want to think for myself. And it does feel amazing. It really does. I love sometimes that. I even have um, lunch by myself. Oh, that's a good one. Spending mm-hmm. some time with yourself. Yes. I I recently did that. I, I As you know, I did um, a solo trip. And I spent a whole, I think it was four days by myself. And I will tell you that solitude, I feel like is the unsung hero of self-care activities. (laughs) I know it's not for everybody, um, but I I couldn't agree with you more. Just doing something for yourself and by yourself, uh, just to give yourself some space to be in your own thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Is one of my favorite Uh, forms of self-care so okay so you mentioned that you're retired from the air force thank you for your service and you are currently in transition of trying to finding yourself that's what i heard right and and you mentioned dance could you share with me a little bit about what dance means to you and how how do you correlate that to self-care um I started, I've been dancing since I was a little girl. I've always been really, really good at it. Got a lot of attention for it. And um, let's see, as far as professionally, when I was in my 20s and stationed in Mississippi, I danced with the semi-pro basketball team. And I mean, I just fell back in love with it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to continue doing this. You know, I was getting stationed in Las Vegas and I knew that there was a semi-pro team. So I was like, I'm going to go to Vegas. And I'm going to find the team and I'm going to try out and I'm going to keep going or whatever. And girl, <laughs> I got to Vegas <laughs> and jumped headfirst into the nightlife. I was like, oh. I'm going to find you in these nightclubs. No, we know who found me in a nightclub? My husband. <laughs> so, yeah, I eventually just became a wife and a mom very quickly. And so that just kind of came to the backside And um, I should have also mentioned while active duty, I was doing makeup for a long time. And I really was thinking that that was my my new passion. Mm -hmm. But the more and more I thought about it, makeup didn't come naturally to me like dancing does. Mm -hmm. Dancing is the only thing that ever came naturally. Like I can look at someone and emulate what they just did. And it doesn't, it's not very challenging for me. Now, picking up choreography and stuff, it's definitely challenging. If if you're a dancer and you're not keeping up with your craft, if you don't use it, you will lose it. Mm-hmm. And so me trying to find that dancer back in me is, that was my way of, okay, let me try and gain it back. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the talent is still there, I need to be working on the craft. So that's why I started taking dance classes and just trying to get to a place where I feel like where I know I belong And maybe this is something that can grow into something, you know, bigger that I can share with the rest of the world. I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. All I know is that I'm supposed to be doing it um, and I need to be developing it. Even if I'm like not currently working in it, I need to be working on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really just for me. So this whole... uh, 
Thanks for sharing that, right? But what I pulled away from that, what I heard in what you've shared is that you essentially just found your passion. And yes. so I know I have conversations with myself all the time, like, what am I passionate about? And I, 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 other people talk to me about their passions and just feeling lost, confused, like, no, don't even, no, not even knowing how, how do I even like start pursuing my passion or, or what journey do I need to take to even find out what I'm passionate about? Could right. you kind of walk us through that thought process? Cause you mentioned you thought it was makeup. And then you did marketing. And then I know I'm sure that just transitioning out of the military has also added a, a, another layer of, Absolutely. for all intents and purposes, I'll just call it confusion, right? Like yeah. how did you get to this point of clarity of knowing what your passion are, um, what you're passionate about? Honestly, it was um, my husband's, his support and just people that I honestly don't even know on social media telling me that watching me dance makes them happy. They can tell I'm happy. They say I make it look so easy, even though I'm over here practicing three and four times, you know, on one little 20 second TikTok, you know, <laughs> just trying to get it down. But, you know, we typically are our biggest critics. And I know that about myself, but um, it took to hear all of that because, I was, I wanted to give up a few times. Like I'm thinking mm -hmm. I'm too old. My kids feel uncomfortable with the way that I dance. Um, and it just, it took me to hear other dancers tell me things like I'm captivating, you know, choreographers tell me I'm, I'm amazing. I've got something special um, to believe in myself to kind of keep going because Sometimes it's not enough hearing it, your, like knowing it yourself, even though you like, I know I can dance. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people can dance, um, but it's not just a dance. It's, it is that passion that you were mentioning that um, comes to the forefront and it shows while I'm dancing and other people see it and it makes them feel good, which in turn makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. um, so it really was that. And, but when I say I had a lot of pushback about going back to dancing, a lot, my kids, my mother, my mother-in-law. Um, it really just took me to listen to myself and believe in myself to just kind of push past that. At first I was like, my kids are gonna be the only ones who keep me from dancing. But even when they were like, we don't like it, I was like, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> and now they love it. You know what I'm saying? Now they love it. They've seen me perform. They're like, you need to be getting paid to dance. and da, da, da. So now they totally get it. And it's like, if I would have gave up, we never would have made it to that threshold, you know, because I was just so scared of how I was going to make them feel and mm -hmm. then being embarrassed by their friends on social media. Their mom is hella sexy and no one really wants to see their mom like that, you know? Yeah. So I had to keep that in mind, but I also had to be like, I have to do me. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to be a better mom, I got to be happy. And this is what makes me happy. You know, so I think they understood that too. Plus seeing me perform, they were like, oh, we get it. So they just get it. And that was just me pushing through. Yeah. So I'm hearing that you just had really strong intuition. Yes. And you were very self-aware and no matter what at the forefront, you just kept the idea of doing something that just kept you happy and only you and just yes. disregarding what everybody else said. And at the end, it seems like you just have this 
bench of support that yeah. is now not only encouraging you to continue dancing, but now like your kids are like, you should be getting paid to do this. Yeah. So that must feel really good and it empowering. Does. And you should be really proud of yourself for, for trusting yourself. Cause I know myself included, you know, we just imposter syndrome, self-doubt, like those are all the things that through the practice of self-care and whatever self-care is right in your case it seemed like self-care really was dance that process of taking care of yourself and honoring who you know you really are and what genuinely makes you happy Mm. all the actions that come out of that the validation that you know comes with people seeing you do that and then seeing the outcome which is oh my goodness my mom is so happy like she's Mm. i and i don't want to put words in your mouth but I'm curious, like, what were some of the, like, comments or the feedback or the observations that your kids have shared about seeing you kind of moving into this, the dancer version of Anissa? Yeah, at first, they were like, okay, they were with it, because they just seen the little TikToks, and they were like, this is cute, but they hadn't really seen me do anything outside of a 10 seconds core something that was already choreographed mm-hmm. so when I started dancing freely of myself they didn't like that they were saying they didn't like the motion they didn't like the way I was moving probably didn't like the way my butt was moving <laughs> you know this is just I mean I'm just trying to they, they just they didn't say specifically what they said specifically was they didn't like the way it moved their words I was just like well shit <laughs> you know well that might just take out I mean at that point I was like well I might as well just stop dancing you know and it took for me in a minute to be like okay can I figure out a way to keep dancing freely without making my kids feel uncomfortable and eventually I just gave into doing what I do mm-hmm. and it turned into oh that doesn't even bother me anymore my daughter my son mom are you getting paid to dance no well, you should be it turned into that. So now they're just like, you got to dance. Oh, okay. You going to dance class? Oh, okay. Have fun. You know, they're just super supportive now. So yeah, I am very proud. So what, what are the positive comments that you're hearing now outside of, okay, you should be getting paid for that. Like what, what are they saying about, I guess, rediscovering this version of their mom? You know, they haven't been very specific um outside of just when I had a performance being super excited for it um really in tune like my husband was explaining to me how they were watching you know my daughter was on the edge of her seat holding on to the other chair just like super locked in and from last year to this year that's it's huge it's something that they're looking forward to every year so that makes me feel really good they know that I'm gonna it's gonna be a great show um it's just it's become a tradition I guess because this is the second year in a row where they've seen me perform on a on a stage um so yeah it's been wonderful some of the other things I've been told um can't take their eyes off of me um I've been told um I think I've said a lot uh I've been told I was captivating I've been told um, I make everything look so easy, uh, which is crazy to me because it, I practice very hard 
all the time. Like I'm always dancing. Um, so yeah, I mean, it definitely makes me feel like I'm going in the right direction, but I, I know where, where I'm supposed to be. Nowhere. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing until the opportunities kind of come along. I just want to be prepared for when it does. You know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you're saying. Well, yeah. that's awesome. I'm glad that you found the one thing that truly and genuinely like takes care of you. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky because I fought it for a very long time. Yeah. So how do you kind of stay, keep the momentum of doing it? Like, can you talk me through like, what are the habits that you have or what are the practices that you have throughout your day, throughout your weeks? Like, how do you stay consistent and keep yourself in this, this flow for all intents and purposes to make sure that you're just always continuously honoring mm -hmm. your self-care? Well, I got memberships. I got a membership to a dance studio and I've become very cool with, I mean, it's been like a second home. Those choreographers are so amazingly talented. Their creative juices just fuel me. Um, the other dancers, like, it's like they're waiting for me to freestyle because they're just, as soon as we're done with like an eight count, they're like, go, 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 you know, and it just, you know, and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go with it. <laughs> you know? and, and so we have a lot of fun. Um, but my mornings, it's like, I'll get up in the morning, I'll cook for my kids, and then I'll go back to sleep. Once I get up and like, get a little time with my husband and have something to eat, then I always go to the gym afterwards. I'm going to the gym. Unless I need to rest my body, I'm going to be at the gym that day. Um, I usually go about five times a week. Um, and then dance, I like to try and go three times a week. It doesn't always work out, but I'm always going on a Wednesday. I take two classes on a Wednesday and sometimes I'll take two classes on a Monday too. Um, so I usually am doing like four classes a week. And it's a membership I'm paying for. So mm -hmm. I'm, I make sure I, I'm getting my money's worth. And I am. I am. The, the, the studio is amazing. They just gifted me great seats to a basketball game, to a Hornets game. I mean, like, the, the blessings just be flowing in with them. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I just feel super lucky. I just Aww. feel super lucky. Not everyone is able to, to do what they do in their day. Or whatever, a nine to five or young children or whatever. And I'm at a point where I can get my kids out of the house and then take care of me for the rest of the day until they get back home and I got to take care of them. Yeah, I love that. It sounds like you found social care yes. within your dance community. And yes. you've also found people who are your people, your tribe. They're not yeah. only you know, supporting you through this growth, that's what I'm hearing, but they're also validating kind of all the work and effort that you're putting into this, this dance that you know is lighting you up and yes. keeping you very much in sync with yourself and alive. Yes. I probably should also mention real quick that um, I do yoga every Monday and I pretty much meditate daily and that has helped a ton too I, it's just I just needed to note that because um sometimes just taking a, a time away from everything music and all and just being with your mind so helpful so helpful and yoga helps me with the breathing a ton 
the in and out, the three in and the three out, that mm-hmm. like is a game changer for me. And it's something that I'm trying to teach my children. They're not very receptive to it right now. I'm not saying yoga is just for me, but it's something that I do want to incorporate with the rest of my family when they get in the mindset to like really understand how beneficial it is for them. Yeah, that's, I couldn't agree more. I think yeah. just being able to be quiet in your own thoughts through meditation yes. and then yoga with the breathing yes. game changer when I finally, when it all finally clicked for me yes. too. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, Anissa, cause your schedule sounds perfect. Like you wake mm-hmm. up, you're able to like get the kids out of the house. Then you have time for yourself. You can go to yoga. You can go to the gym and still get to your dance classes and manage to get dinner ready for your family. That sounds perfect. That sounds like the ideal schedule to me, but I'm curious, what do you do on your off days, your hard days? You know, like sometimes you just, I know from, I'm raising my hand way up here in the sky like i would love to be able to go to yoga work out five times a week but there are just days that i just don't feel like it mm-hmm. I have what too. yeah what do you do to kind of you know get yourself out of that mindset or let, let me just pause there what do you do on those days i rest mm. rest that might just be sitting on the couch watching tv Resting might just be cleaning my house because it clears my mind. It might be napping. Um, But I listen to my body wholly, Mm. wholly. I listen to my body. My knee hurts. You know, I'll figure out, for instance, I'm having issues with my left knee. Typically, I'll do my buns workout with weights. I did my buns workout, but I left the weights out, you know. Mm. So it's just really um, adjusting. Mm-hmm. And listening to my body. So I will, if it, if the day calls for it, I will lay, lay down all day until mm-hmm. I feel better. And um, luckily for me, I have a partner where I can say, I, this is, this is me today. Mm-hmm. You can, he's just like, okay, you got it. Then I know he's going to take care of the kids. He's going to take care of dinner and he's going to make sure the kids are bathed and all that other stuff. I can just be mm-hmm. part of that is just having really an amazing partner. I couldn't agree more. So when you have those days, how are you asking for help? Um, I I don't even, I don't say I ask for help. I'll just tell him how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say, I just don't have it today. And he'd be like, go lay down or just lay here. You ain't got to do nothing. Oh, that's and awesome. I'll just that. <laughs> Dawan is yeah Dawan is an amazing partner and I know for a long time it was really hard for me to admit when I wasn't feeling a hundred percent because I was just mm. that's just how I I guess was raised that's what I was exposed to to just mm-hmm. keep moving keep going. right like okay mm-hmm. your knee hurts so what put a band-aid on it <laughs> get it mm-hmm. together <laughs> mm-hmm. you still have this like list of things to do so I find it really important really refreshing and quite frankly empowering to hear Mm -hmm. that you know you do have this ideal schedule set for yourself but there are days that sometimes it's just not meant to be that type of day and that resting is okay and just giving and and communicating that i think is the key right just letting Mm -hmm. 
your partner or somebody know that, hey, I, there's these things that I can't do today and this is how I'm going to be. So again, mm-hmm. and just indicative of your self-awareness and intuition. That's awesome. It does. It took a lot of hard work. It did. It took a lot of hard work. It took a lot of um, uncomfortable conversations. Um, it took you learning how to be accountable for yourself. Um, it just takes a real strong look in the mirror. And I think once you're um, dedicated to just like being your better self and just like, you know, doing everything you know you deserve, it comes easier. And so when I know I don't have the days to give it, I don't feel guilty about it anymore because mm-hmm. when I do have it, I'm giving it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm giving everything that I have. So on the days that I don't, um, my husband understands I no longer feel guilty about it. Um, I can rest. I can really, really, really rest without that guilt in the back of my mind. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I should be doing something because then you're really not resting if you're not resting your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm at a point where I can rest my mind. And so when I'm back at it, I am back at it. That makes yeah. sense. So would you be open to sharing kind of like what those conversations that inner work look like? Um, you know, if you could go back and, you know, reflect on how you got to where you are now, what are the top three lessons, top three things that if you had to go through that process again, or if you were to guide somebody that's in transition or in a place of not even knowing what rest is like or being okay with, you know, dropping the guilt associated with wanting to rest. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Um, one is trusting your partner if you have a partner. Because I would say uh, in the marriage, earlier in the marriage, um, I wouldn't say that I'd always fully trusted him with things that were going on in my mind. And mm-hmm. I would hold all that on my own. Once I start giving into letting him be my partner, he makes everything so much lighter. Everything. There's nothing that I have brought to him where he's going to be like, oh, I can't hold this. He's not (laughs) once. (laughs) Not once. And we've been together. Our son is 15. So 17 years, you know, so trust in your partner if you have one. And I understand that everyone doesn't have one. Um. But I would say someone, if you have someone you can trust to just kind of help you hold certain things, a friend, um, your therapist, therapy, definitely would probably number two, number one, if you don't have a partner. Um, I've gone through a lot of therapy. I've had tons of breakthroughs on expectations of other people, of myself, learning that I was a people pleaser um imposter syndrome you mentioned earlier like all these things that I didn't even realize I was living with um that I had to set straight you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um shedding people who did not fit into that letting go of friends who didn't necessarily make me feel loved or supported or cared for shedding those people huge Mm because a lot of times it's somebody in your ear that is holding you back Mm -hmm. um so yeah letting those things go what was that? Three or four or two? Uh, so far, I've heard vulnerability, like learning yeah. how to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing I heard was learning how to create boundaries that yes. protect you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very good. Okay. Two. And um, 
Yeah, vulnerability comes with trust. And then I guess confidence. Mm, yeah. Yeah, confidence. And that is not easy to come by. That is not easy to come by, but it will become easier if you can let go of those other things. Yeah, I love that. Yep. Vulnerability, boundaries, and then just doing the work to build your confidence. Yes. And I'm so happy to hear that it sounds like dance really has boosted your confidence. It has. It has. And I'm just grateful. I, I don't have any. I'm just grateful because I'm grateful that I have the talents. I'm grateful that I have the support. I'm grateful that I'm able to do it at almost 43 years old. I'm in there with 20 year olds, you know, and they love me. They I mean, love me. They make me feel so good all the time. And they're just super supportive. Everyone there is just so supportive. So they just make it easier to keep showing up. Yeah. You know, now if I had, and I have choreographers, don't get me wrong. Everyone's not telling me great things. I have choreographers pushing me and challenging me too, mm -hmm. making me better, you know, than when I came and teaching me new things that I haven't learned before. And for me, I'm all, I always feel like I'm, with dance, there's nothing I can't do. I've done it all, breaking, salsa, you know, like hip hop and all kinds of stuff I could do, but they're showing me things I've never shown, seen before and I'm learning. So with learning comes growing and that's yeah. always empowering too, you know? Yeah, definitely. So I heard that you are getting pushed to your threshold with your mm -hmm. choreograph choreo choreographers <laughs> through mm -hmm. dance. Choreographers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, choreographers. I want to like um, pivot a little bit. What's the hardest thing about being a mom? Ooh. I'm always scared. Mm. I'm always scared. And I always have anxiety. Um, I'm just, that. I can't, that's it. I'm always scared. The phone rings, I'm like, please don't be to school. You know, like, please let everything be okay. Um, and then my children failing because that's reflect. I feel like it's a reflection of me if they fail. Um, and yes, most people look, they probably say parents, but I think people usually are like, well, what's the mom mm. doing? I feel like it usually falls on the mom. My husband would disagree. He says parents, but I don't. I think that most of the time people are looking at the mom. They look at the son and they'll say, oh, his mama did a number on him, you know, <laughs> or they look at the daughter and be like, ooh, is she like her mom? You know what I mean? It's It just feels like it always falls on the mom if the children make mistakes, that's hard. Yeah. Um, and then the pressure from the older generation, because they have no idea what it's like raising children in this generation with the social media and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. so they're always um, adding their opinions and their comments. And sometimes it helps, but sometimes it makes you feel worse. Yeah, so, no, I, I don't I, think they really understand that um, we're we're raising kids in a time where they didn't have to worry about all that. Mm -hmm. You know, we was outside playing. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? We was outside. We didn't, we weren't even trying. These kids are so stuck on these devices and they're being influenced by the internet. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's like, it's us against the internet. You know how mm-hmm. hard it is for us to combat mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. especially when everything they learn is on the internet. They don't, they're barely right at school anymore. Everything's on a Chromebook. So it's not like they're bringing home papers that we can look at. Mm-hmm. You know, they've already uploaded something. You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. it's different. And um, I think that it requires more patience from everybody because it's new, um, but we don't always get it. Yeah. You know, you got teachers looking at you sideways. You got your kids giving you a hard time. You got your, the older generation looking at you like you don't know what you're doing. That's probably the hardest part. Um, loving them is the easy part because, you know, they're yours and yeah. you look at them and they're probably funny and say really cute things and love on you and all that, all that part is great. Wouldn't give it up for anything, but this day and age, it's really hard being a parent with this social media stuff. It just yeah. makes you having to parent harder. So mm-hmm. how, so n- with all of that, what are you doing to protect your peace and reminding yourself that you are a good mom and that you are doing everything that you can within your power, the resources that you have to raise really good kids. Um, I'm in constant communication with my children's teachers. Mm -hmm. We email them at least weekly just to see what's going on. Um, I also take their devices at a certain time at at night and they stay Mm -hmm. in my I don't want them sneaking on it. Um, on the weekends, they have a curfew when they have to give it up. I don't, there's been a time, like in the summertime, I just kind of let them do what they do. Not anymore. I have to give them certain boundaries and times mm. where they will just, you know, willy nilly be on it all night, schedules all off and all that. Mm-hmm. So I have to keep them on a consistent schedule, even if like they don't have school the next day. Yeah. Um, they hate it, but I could care less. You know, because they don't they don't see what social media is doing to their minds, how mm-hmm. we see it. You know, we're a little bit older, so we can, you know, we know when we kind of need to like take a break or if something is affecting us the wrong way, we kind of have the the coping mechanisms to um deal with it. They don't necessarily have that and think like that at our age or have our wisdom. Um, you know, so it just requires us to be a little bit more of the helicopter mom when it comes mm-hmm. to that stuff. And yeah. And if, um, you know, there's all kind of software you can put on these devices that kind of help monitor your children from um, anything trying to mm-hmm. get to them. But I'm more concerned of what they're just being exposed to. Yeah, I love that. So again, just with the boundaries, making sure that you're protecting your kids and their mind and your peace to make yeah. sure that, you know, you can you can at least make them a little bit, a, bit analog like how we yes. were when we were kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Anissa. I think this has been a awesome conversation and thank you for just being open, honest and vulnerable. Um, I think if I told somebody that my form of self-care was dance without any context, I think I'd probably be getting some side eyes like you <laughs> probably got in the beginning, right? But I yes. think hearing your story and quite frankly, just hearing you and seeing you light up when you talk about dance, Mm -hmm. it is evident that that is your happy place and that it has 
done a, not done, it has given you positive impact across the board with your health, your mind, your family. So keep on dancing. Thank you. This has been a wonderful conversation. Before we wrap off, how can other selfish moms connect with you and get a behind the scenes um, access to your growth as a dancer, as a mom, and as you start to slowly fall into your retirement? Thank you. Um, They can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram and TikTok um, as at the Anissa Knight, T-H-E-A-N-I-S-S-A-K-N-I-G-H-T. I'm also on Facebook. Um, You can follow me on there and just kind of follow along. I'm posting things from dance, dance classes, TikToks, times with my loved ones, which is obviously some of my self-care as well. Um, And honestly, anything that makes me feel good appealingly, whether it be why uh, the look of it, a song or whatever, all that is always posted in my stories. So yeah, you can follow along there. Thank you, Anissa. Thank you, Grace. Thank you for listening to the Selfish Mom Podcast. I created this podcast to empower busy moms to be selfish with their time, energy, and happiness. If listening to this podcast has inspired you to become more selfish with your self-care and wellness, I would be so grateful if you left a five-star review. Your five-star review will help other moms find this space where we believe that putting yourself first isn't selfish, it's self-care. I hope you'll tune in next Wednesday for a new episode of the Selfish Mom Podcast.